Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Hey everybody, stay tuned to Red Heat and Rage coming up on the network right after the update. I'm Cam Stewart and here's what's going on in the sports world. Busy night in the association tonight with 10 games on the docket. The Pacers laying six versus the Raptors, total 117 and a half. Boston, 15 point home phase versus Cleveland, total 215. Gabe, the Red Hot Brooklyn Nets, your Brooklyn Nets, minus five and a half against the Magic, over under 218 and a half. The Rockets, seven point road favorites versus the Knicks tonight, total 225 and a half. Miami, they host the clip joint, the Heat laying five and the total in that one 216 and a half Philly minus three and a half against San Antonio total 225 flat New Orleans taking on Detroit they're minus four over under 222 Chicago fresh off breaking that 10 game losing streak now two point favorites against Atlanta total 223 and a half the Grizz opened up as one and a half point favorites big line movement in this game the Hornets now laying one and a half on the road low total at 209 and the Jazz and Nuggets wrap up the night Utah minus three and a half over under in that basketball game is 216. Anthony Davis, the brow, he's going to see a hand specialist for a second opinion. If that finger finger is actually fractured, the brow likely to miss four weeks instead of the initial one to two. Health has been yeah, an issue for AD. Consecutive game streak, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the longest consecutive game streak. He's a real Butch Goring, like 13 <laughs> games consecutive played. Yeah, my next line game, health, a real issue for AD, playing in only 68 regular season <laughs> games twice in his NBA career. <laughs> He's only played how many? What? Yeah, has been an issue, uh, playing 68 regular season games twice in his NBA career. Only, only twice. Player. He's met 68 games. Great player, man, but man, the guy gets hurt a lot. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, he's wicked, but he's fragile, buddy. What can you say here about the Grizzlies, man? These guys were on fire to start the year, Gabe. You know that 12-5 and five since then? Only seven wins in their past 30, so reports indicating offers for Marc Gasol and Mike Conley are going to be on the table, according to ESPN. But, hey, they got a lot of different clauses in their contracts, so they're going to be tough to move. NCAA hoops, the Tennessee Volunteers, they hit the hardwood for the first time since being ranked number one in the AP poll. The Vols take on their, they take the show on the road and battle state rival Vanderbilt tonight. Tennessee, minus 10 and a half, total 149 in that. That game. Here's a looking at other 25 top action here. LSU and Georgia, the Bulldogs, minus 11, total 151. Houston, a 19-point home favorite, taking on the East Carolina Yar Pirates, total 136.5. Marquette, after Dwayne Wade Knight laying 9.5 against DePaul, total 151. And in the late action, number 7, Nevada Wolfpack hosting Colorado State. The Wolfpack, minus 19.5, total in that one, 149 game. And we have the 6.30 start tonight, as always. Providence and Xavier kick off the party. Musketeers, minus 3 total 141. Bill Belichick, yeah, he likes to butter up teams before the big game. They're calling defensive tackle Aaron Donald of the Rams unblockable. Donald is expected to win his second consecutive Defensive Player of the Year award after recording an NFL best 20 and a half sacks in the regular season. And Gabe, we looked at those numbers. Donald, an interesting pick if you like the Rams. 25 to 1 basically right now in the MVP voting. We talked about it. Tom Brady still steady. He's steady at even money. Maybe plus 110, 120 if you shop around there and Jared Goff, the second favorite at 2-1. to one. 
The book still, New England, a two and a half point favorite. We talked about the line opening up at three, people smashing the Rams, but now at two and a half. Total interesting, though, down to 57 in most spots from 58 and a half. So people liking the under. Can't wait to grab that three, Marinesi, depending where you shop. Larry's back, veteran Arizona receiver Larry Fitzgerald coming back for another year. The 35-year-old whiteout has signed a one-year deal with the Cardinals. And Deion Sanders' son, Shiloh, committing to the South Carolina Gamecocks. The six-footer is a four-star recruit at cornerback. Lots of potential there. Steve Spag. Magnolo, now the favorite to land the Kansas City defensive uh, job there. We talked about Rex Ryan being mentioned as the coordinator, but Steve Spagnolo seems to be first in the running. And in baseball, the San Francisco Giants have signed lefty Drew Pomeranz. It's a one-year deal. Edmonton Oilers gave. They screwed us last night. See you, Peter Shirelli. He's gone. A disaster for Shirelli. He is gone out of general manager duties and president of hockey operations. The Oilers, yeah, these guys got top draft picks, but it doesn't matter. They're only ahead of three teams in the West. The 50 games, they got 49 points, 23-24-3. and three. That's not going to get it done. Five games in the NHL tonight. The Leafs hosting the Caps in Toronto. I'm going to that game, buddy. I'm actually going to this game, and Ovechkin is playing tonight. Leafs minus 185. That's a lot of juice. He's decided to serve his one-game suspension for missing the All-Star game, but he'll do that versus Calgary. Montreal taking on Arizona. Habs, huge faves there. Minus 230, total 6. Colorado and many. Avs minus 30, total 6. St. Louis minus 25 versus Anaheim. The total 5.5. Vegas hosting Nashville. Knights minus 40, total 6. And in the late action, the Canucks taking on Carolina. Vancouver minus 15, total 5.5 there. Last night of NHL action 2, Gabe, as they get ready for all-star festivities in San Jose. Stay tuned to Red Heat and Rage. We got Gamblue. We got Mark Lawrence. We're going to talk bets, have some fun. And all that and more, back to you and Yang, Marenzi. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage on Radio Fantasy Sports, on Radio Network. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Throwing it down to Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. What's up, Cam? Good update? Solid? I'm doing pretty good, Gabe. Getting excited for the hockey game tonight. Uh, got tickets, so we're going to see uh, Washington and the Leafs. And after uh, the Capitals' screw job last night, I guess uh, they're going to be in uh, ill will. Two struggling teams right now. Should be a good hockey game before the break. Hopefully, uh, we'll see some fights. And uh, I feel for you, buddy, with that uh, goal with one second left in the game. That's that's the problem with hockey. So many bad beats last night. The Islanders in a shootout. It wasn't our night, but uh, tonight, the sun shines. Another board is here. Yeah, last night was uh, was pretty frustrating to say the least, man. When it came to the National Hockey League, that's what I get for uh, for playing the board. We warned Big Card Julio about this all the time. Bad things can happen, and uh, that's exactly uh, what happened. One bad beat after another in the NHL last night. That Capital game, real blowing the lead and then giving up the goal with a with a second left. The Islanders losing in a shootout, frustrating. Ottawa, bad pick, and yeah. Edmonton, too. Those guys really are useless. They could fire their GM. I don't care. Like, whatever. They're still, you're still a useless team. It's like some, somehow people, Oiler fans online now, somehow think they're better because Chiarelli's been fired. I guess, whatever. I mean, if it, make, if it makes you feel better. But Bob Nicholson, what has Bob Nicholson ever done? The guy running the team. <laughs> The guy ran yeah, Team Canada. Like, he's so in term. Bob Nicholson's basically a teller at the bank. Like, he's got nothing. So, yeah, like, he wasn't, when he ran Team Canada, too, Gabe, he, he was like a paper guy. It's not like he's on the ice or, hey, guys, try to run this formation. You're going to be on this power play. Bob Nicholson's more of a businessman. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. I'll tell you something. This organization is a straight, uh, it's a gong show there. It doesn't matter. All the top picks, they get rid of Taylor Hall, Jordan Eberle. These guys don't know their ass from a hole in the wall, so uh, it's going to take more than that. And McDavid, despite being an electrifying player, he's still a minus player. His defense isn't that great, and that's that's a concern. When you're a superstar player, you got to do it all and play both sides of the rink. All right, so uh, Mark Lawrence uh, will uh, join us as uh, the countdown of the Super Bowl is on. It's about, uh, what, uh, 11 days uh, now and counting until uh, the big game. Uh, we got Lou Gamblu will throw it down uh, with us as well. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on with Conor McGregor right now uh, online uh, with accusations and innuendo and uh, allegations. Yet there's, you know, you, you we don't know. So even, even me and... You know, I hope it's not true. I don't really like Conor McGregor too much, but I hope, you know, I don't want to see it go this far. Uh, but um, there's there's all kinds of stuff. Of Basically, there's a report in the mirror in, in Ireland uh, that uh, an Irish star has been accused of a sexual assault, an unnamed uh, Irish star. Unnamed but Irish star, yeah. They're basically placing Conor McGregor at the scene. So, so that that's the gist of it there. Yet, yeah, as I stated, it, there's just there's no allegation from the paper even, but Twitter's blowing up, the internet's blowing up. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Right, game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Moretzi. On this uh, Wednesday afternoon, so uh, as I stated, we're about 11 days away now uh, from the Super Bowl. I'm wondering if the, the number is going to keep coming down anymore as far as the total is concerned. And I'm also wondering about those threes. I don't know if it's going to get there, man. It seems like, you know, the, 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 the casual fan is going to bet on on Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, and the sort of quote-unquote wise guy is waiting uh, for a three to be posted. Yet, look, Cell Point put a three up yesterday, and they got hit so hard that I think that other books are going to be scared to put it at three because they know a ton of Ram money is going to come pouring in, specifically for the teaser players, to get it up to the key number of ten. I'm starting to wonder, though, if a Rams plus nine and a half over 50 isn't uh, worth just clicking soon. Let's bring in uh, one of the best uh, best gamblers and handicappers in the business, Mark Lawrence, playbook.com's Mark Lawrence, whose Super Bowl newsletter has been uh, sent out. Uh, Mark, always a pleasure. How you doing? I'm doing terrific, Gabe. I hope you're doing well. And uh, we've got a little bit of time between now and the Super Bowl. There's two weeks in between, but gives us a lot of time to chew it over and talk about what we can be looking at for Super Bowl 53. Well, that's it. It gives us, uh, as you stated, it gives us time to, to crunch the numbers and to go over the uh, the plethora of props uh, as well, uh, which you know there's going to be a lot of. But one thing I noticed, uh, Mark, 
the uh, props this year released earlier than ever. Remember, it used to be a big deal. It would be like usually tomorrow uh, on the Thursday that the Westgate would release a full book of props. And yeah, they will, you know, with the golf stuff and the crossover sport. But for the most part, a lot of the online books have already started to post the game props already. Yeah, the uh, you find a lot of the offshores get out there early with these props, and uh, they want to get out there ahead of Vegas in that sense, and somewhere in between they'll meet on these numbers. But I know everybody in Vegas is anxiously awaiting uh, Jay Cornegay's uh, props tomorrow. That's a prop shop. It's uh, In fact, everybody, all the sharps in Vegas are rumored to be in line right now getting ready for those. And uh, it, it's unbelievable how they bet these props, Gabe. I mean, the sharps will bet the games, as we all know, but uh, they come out of the woodwork for these props, and I think it's just largely because there's, uh, instead of a, a dinner, it's a feast of betting, pro- betting possibilities and propositions, and uh, also a lot of opinion in these props by a lot of these experts as well. I've crushed props over the years in the Super Bowl, and it's, it's, it's nice insurance, Cam, as well, right? There's only one game. There's exactly. no... <laughs> there's no game. Like, that Sunday night, even for the degenerate, the most degenerate, there's nothing happening. Like there's there's nothing. Yeah. There's it's a Sunday oh, New night. New York there's State no, Lotto, European no, handball, it's New York State Super Lotto's Bowl. off the board at eleven o'clock <laughs> Eastern. All right. <laughs> so that's off the board. Um, yeah, there's not even any like sometimes there's like tennis from Bangkok, like division yeah. six type of uh, qualification type thing. But yeah, there's no other bailout game. So the props are a nice a nice a nice angle in case especially if you get the game wrong uh, itself. Uh, but uh, in Mark's uh, newsletter, and uh, I sent uh, I sent you an email, Cam, uh, yeah, so it. you can Thank see you. some of the notes here. Great newsletter. Uh, Mark Mark breaks down the the, the different uh, different aspects of the game, experience, uh, defense, offense, common denominators, uh, stats, Super Bowl history. Um, you know the so basically the the plus and minuses of of both teams. And it's interesting when you look at Super Bowl history, and you would figure, Mark, that you know, how, how would the Rams have any sort of better situations or situational trends in a Super Bowl than the Patriots? But according to your database, they do. And there's something that we have to bring up that we seemingly bring up every year because the Patriots are in the Super Bowl every year. None of the Patriots Super Bowls with Tom Brady and Belichick have been decided by double-digit points or – even a touchdown, for that matter. Um, like you know, last year, what did they lose to Philly by? Like that was like the biggest margin, and they ended up losing a game. Tom, long story short, guys, Tom Brady's just three and five against the spread in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's not been a money maker in the Super Bowl at all. He wears the rings, but he uh, he owns mortgage companies' money. People are backing him in these Super Bowls, and uh, it goes so far as to just look at the point spread in this particular game. Uh, we call out the fact that. Uh, favorites of five or less points in what we call double rest Super Bowls, where the teams entered the Super Bowl with a week of rest. They were a home team uh, in that divisional round with a week of rest. Now they go to the Super Bowl where there's an extra week in between. Those favorites of five or less points are just two and ten straight up and to the number. That's the role that New England's going to have to overcome here as well. Now, we don't have a lot of points to play with here, uh, being two and a half points right now, so you're basically looking at winning the football game. But the bottom line here is New England has been far from a gift in the Super Bowl games. 
Yeah, Mark, we talk about the defenses in these games, and a great point in your playbook. You talk about the Pats have held one opponent to a season low, and that was the Chiefs last week where the Rams have done it multiple times, three times. And you're right, there's not a lot of wiggle room, but we've been around for a long time, fellas. The Ravens and all these teams, usually you can get away with in the regular season, Mark, but defense in the big game tends to, uh, you know, rear its ugly head. And you got to admit, uh, the Patriots have been better, but that Rams front four, very, very dangerous, and they can get to Tom like the other teams didn't do. Yeah, there's not a lot separating the offenses in these two football teams, but there is a little bit of marginal difference in the defenses, as you mentioned, Cam. Uh, and it's the Rams that hold this edge defensively in the football game. Uh, they own, in fact, the better offense and the better defense in this football game, statistically at least. And, uh, you know, while they're not shining defenses like we've seen in the past, where we've had top 10 ranked defenses uh, the numerous amount of times, uh, what we do have is a slight edge to the Rams defensively here. And as you say, they're getting better with each and every game the Rams' defense is. I like the fact that uh, they open up the season with those eight straight wins, finally took that first loss, went into a little bit of a lull, like most teams do if they've had their bubble burst. But they're really coming on here down the stretch with four straight wins and covers in a row. Patriots also coming in here on a four-game win streak, cover the number of the last three games. I think this is an ideal matchup here. I think given uh, their draws, I think the National Football League would have really rather had uh, probably the, seen the, the Chiefs taking on the Rams in this game in a replay of that Monday night thriller in Manila. But the bottom line here is whenever Tom Patriot's involved, the National Football League is smiling. Uh, Mark Lawrence uh, with us, playbook.com if you guys want to get the newsletter. Um, and you can also uh, get information about uh, the Daily Coffee Club uh, as well. Um, you know, it's interesting. We, you and I talk about this every year, Mark, in which the, the point spread really doesn't come into play uh, in Super Bowls. 44-6-2, so only six times did a team lose the Super Bowl, not win the game, and end up covering the point spread. That's pretty much the scenario that we've seen in a regular season over the last couple of years. Um, it carries over into the Super Bowl. But I wanted to ask you what's interesting about this is the odds makers opened up the Rams at minus one. And it's the public and the betters that have made this at, at plus two and a half. So if you like the Rams, I think you can sort of hang your hat on that, that the oddsmakers power rankings, Mark, had the Rams as one-point favorites uh, in this football game. And people always remember what they saw last, right? So immediately they came firing out of the gate on Tom Brady and on Bill Belichick uh, here. The NFC has been very dominant uh, in the Super Bowl as of late. Uh, underdogs have been real good in the, in the Super Bowl. Though, look, Philadelphia were a small underdog last year. They won the game outright. Um, it, uh, New England were small favorites against the Falcons. Uh, they they did. That was crazy. They were down 28-3, obviously. The year before that, Denver won as six-point underdogs. So the thing is, the Patriots games are always close in a Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, if the point spread gets up to three, do you think it gets to three, Mark? Do you think we're ever going to get that elusive three here? I'm not, I'm not sure we will. I don't think we will. Well, if we're looking at the New York Stock Exchange for this football game, you know, we've seen the three for that little bit, as you mentioned, at the South Point when they went to three for about 30 minutes in the game. And then they took, a, they took uh, six figures on the, on the bet, which is what they wanted. They wanted to begin to balance those books right away. They took the six figures and they went back to two and a half. If we watch the stock market progression in this football game, I don't think we're going to see three in this game. I think this number is going to go off right where it sits right now. I think they've got a pretty good number here that balances the books between the, what the betting public will 
will bet and what the Sharps will, will bet here as well. So I think this 2.5 is a really good number for where it is. And listening to Jay Cornegay, he mentioned that the Sheem opened up Pickham and he went right to 2.5 because he knew that's where the public was going to go. So I think this number is going to kick off at 2.5. All right, hang in there, Mark. We're just going to take a quick break, and on the other side, we'll tie up uh, the early Super Bowl talk, and then uh, we'll just take a look at tonight's basketball board and see if we can find any cool trends for the coffee club. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Round and round. And round. At least I can sort of hear the song now. Yeah, levels. Yeah, levels. Uh, levels I, a little louder. Either that I or told just you, flat out deaf. Well, we're both deaf. It's, I told you, it's like a diesel engine. Eventually, we'll warm up, friend. Well, we're uh, we're with <laughs> Mark Lawrence, <laughs> yeah. who's always hot. He's got the He's database. Hot. Yeah, it's He's true. He's got the Scorching. database. So, uh, yeah, from a fan's perspective, it looks this is a fun game, Mark, and. Yeah, I think there will end up being a lot of two-way action when it is all said and done. So you think I? You know, I agree. I don't think we're going to get to the three. I just think it's too. It's too much. People are going to hammer it too much. It opens up teasers to to the plus ten realm too much. I I, I don't think the odds makers are going to want to go there. But the total is surprising me because I know Cornegay and Sherman opened up over at fifty nine. Uh, at the Westgate, and now we're seeing 57 settling right now, and once again, I can't really believe it's going to get any lower here than 57. Uh, five of the last six Super Bowls, guys, have gone over the number. We're in a pass-happy league. The game is indoors. You know, t- teams and coaches to get to the championship game, they don't seem to get conservative. They seem to get more aggressive. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't see how somebody would like the the under in this game. If if they do, you know, you got balls of steel. But I think this game is going to go over the number, and I'm surprised the numbers come down and not up. I think the number is going to get back up to at least where it opened at 58, and maybe even go to 59 by the time they play. It's just the kind of a game that uh, the betting public is going to bet the overs. They're going to bet it with both fists. And the fact that Tom Brady's involved in the football game, this is the Rams, uh, this Rams offense that can be prolific if, they, you know, if, they, if they're hitting on all cylinders. I can only see the total moving up in the football game. Now, where it's going to play, I don't know. But the bottom line here is I was a little bit surprised that it opened up at 58. I thought it would be something more closer to 59 or 60. But bottom line here is I think it's going to get back up somewhere close to the opener. Who were you on the first time they played in 2002, Mark? I gotta believe you were on the dog. I was a young idiot on on the favorite in that football <laughs> game. Uh, did you have the Pats and the fourteen points in that game? I was on the dog. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, you'd never find me laying fourteen. Believe me. Uh, you know. Yeah, I don't know, you know what the hell I was thinking. That, 
That was the best yeah. Super Bowl of my life, Morency. I remember, like, it was just one of those days where, like, everything was under. Like, it was almost like opposite of public, right? Instead of favorite and over, it was dog and under. And, you know, back then I stuck to my guns more. And, yeah, it was just like windfall day, like, thousands and thousands. But uh, those days are hard to find, you know? <laughs> They're hard to come by these days. <laughs> you know what helped me in that game was I told the story. Like, I had a lot of Mark. This is it's crazy. <laughs> this is a lesson. My, my bookie career didn't last very long. Um, it was the night before the Super Bowl, the 2002 Super Bowl with the Patriots and the Rams, and I was at a party. And it wasn't like a Super Bowl party. It was like with a bunch of musicians. It was like after a concert and people like, you know, partying and stuff. And it started with one guy. He gave me 100 bucks, And he goes, hey, can you place a bet on the Super Bowl for me? I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, what do you want? And he goes, uh, the Patriots. And I'm like, plus the points? He's like, no, 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 I don't even understand that point spread stuff. Just to win the game. So I was like, all right. So, and then I, when it was all said and done, man, like five, six people, four, five, six people, Mark. Uh, it was like five people gave me, uh, uh, gave me like a hundred bucks to place a bet on the, uh, on the New England Patriots on the money line. And I was there with a buddy of mine, and I looked over, and we high-fived each other. We're like, free money. We started laughing. I started buying drinks at the party. I started laughing at them. I'm like, these stupid rockers think the Patriots are going to win the game? They're like, they're 14-point underdogs. I'm like, they're not winning. They're not beating. They're not beating the the the, the, the best offense in the history of the NFL. <laughs> I started to panic at the half. I started to do the math. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna owe these guys like 3,500 bucks. <laughs> so I'm doing the math, and uh, I started to panic. But I was like, man, I can't bet the Patriots now. If you remember, it was like 17 nothing at the half. Yep. So it's like, it was like I can't. What am I like? I had to sit there. I remember sitting there for like five minutes. I was like, all right, think, think. How are you going to get out of this? What are you going to do? And I was just all in. I was like, all right. I don't have an effing choice right now. I was like, Rams, second half. Let's go. I went all in. Everything I could muster up, but I already had most of my money on the Rams in the game. And it sort of salvaged it for me because the Rams scored 17 points, right? They outscored them 17-3 in the second half. I mean, once, once Bill Belichick didn't have the plays that he stole, the Rams were able to light it up. But it's amazing, Mark, that all these years later, it's almost, uh, you know, somebody brought it up to me um, last night. It is. It's like a college rivalry almost, isn't it? Eric Dickerson talking about wanting revenge. He wasn't even on that team. Dick Vermeil, You know, man, Isaac, Bruce, and Tory holding these guys. It's against Belichick. It's the same thing. This actually is a revenge game, Mark. Well, for the franchise, it is for sure, and for the like you say, the alumni, the colleagues, it is also as well. And you know, just the fact that uh, they did lose as that big fourteen-point chalk. Oh, my goodness, I mean, what was it? 1951, the last time the Rams have won a championship, and they had a chance in this game, you know, going out as 14-point favorites to do just that and didn't. I didn't know that. 1951. Yeah. Wow. 1951, the last time that they won a championship, right? So, a even the Bills won in '62. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. yep. Wow. 19. No one really talks about that. Eh? No, they don't. <laughs> Well, I guess, well, the, the St. Louis Rams won, but L.A. Rams, right? Okay, yeah, the, the L.A. Rams. Correct. Because yeah, the, St., the St. Louis Rams won, uh, won one Super Bowl uh, against the Titans when the Titans were, uh, were a yard short. Okay, so uh, before we get you out of here, Mark, we got a couple of minutes left. But before we get you out of here, uh, with football winding down, I guess it's time for us to go back to class, right? College basketball. 
Uh, you got NBA as well. NBA's treated me pretty good this year. I, I follow the NBA very closely, Mark. Like, if when it comes to like being a fan of a league, you know, like I'm probably a bigger NBA fan than I am any other league. So. I watch a lot of games. I sort of, I've got my finger on top of the league. Doesn't mean I'm going to win every night, but I'm following it closely. College, it's hit or miss. You know, some nights I have big college nights. Some nights I, you know, I've recently I've sort of been in a college groove, but it's time to start, uh, you know, hitting the books, Mark, because that's what we got to lay it down on with football and college football being gone. Well, both sides of the ball, NBA and college basketball, both in full swing right now, and it does command our attention unquestionably. And uh, I like the way college basketball is warming up a little bit here. What we're finding in college basketball are some of these teams, and this is almost always the same case in college football as well, these teams that were expected to do well, that have gotten off to these uh, what you would call these piss poor starts that suddenly who have the talent begin to get their act back together again here at the right time of the season here so we've got that to hang our hat on in college basketball and the NBA the same thing as well you know there's the teams like the Washington Wizards who got out to this miserable start and suddenly they've won seven of the last ten games to the money eight and, eight, eight and two straight up the last ten so they're beginning to play better basketball as well here so there's value to be found in these cards right now especially given the fact that the makers put a lot of numbers up based upon what happened here in their last basketball game. Yeah, like the, the thing about college basketball, Mark, and so like we always look for it, and maybe basically in college sports, Gabe and I talk about emotion and kids and streaks. Like sometimes you're just looking at the board, like for example last night, Gabe, good call, like with remember Rutgers the night before, eight and a half point home dogs outright. Uh, South Carolina Gamecocks, eight and a half point yep. dog outright. It just seems to me, Mark, the emotion, you can really, if you can tie into it, you can get a read on it a lot better than the college sports and the basketball. And these home dogs are very, very juicy. I know that's right in your wheelhouse. Well, you know, it's also the time of the year, Cam, when you, uh, these big, ugly dogs begin to make their presence as well because you'll find these teams that are playing these guys that uh, it's very, very difficult to get up for, these ugly dogs, and they catch themselves in bad scheduling spots doing just that. So it's not so much a case in the question of, you know, is uh, why would you want to bet on that underdog? It's more a case of why would you want to lay those kind of points in a bad situation, if you will, you know, given this, given this, uh, the fact and circumstance. The Houston Cougars tonight, really good basketball team this year, laying almost 20 points in a game against East Carolina, you know, who doesn't bring a lot to the table here. But, uh, you know, there's no reason to be going out and laying the Houston Cougars to win by 21 points in a, in a basketball game that they're going to play down to the level of the Pirates. So it sounds like you like East Carolina today. Yar, yar. I like that for a, for a little bit of a big, ugly bark. Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we got like two minutes left here. Anything else before we get you out of here? I, I was going to bring up the Brooklyn Nets uh, tonight. Brooklyn have just been one of the hottest teams in sport overall. Um, just crushing it. The odds makers starting to catch up a little bit. I mean, the Nets were just consistently underlooked and minus one and a half at home. We're getting three points at home. Um, here they are now tonight. Like, look, the other night they were laying three. Three and a half, three. It went up to three and a half. Against against Sacramento, they they crushed them. Now tonight they they get Orlando, an Orlando Magic team actually that was up on Brooklyn by 21 points uh, the other night. I've been riding the wave with this Brooklyn Nut team, and five and a half doesn't really scare me. Uh, you know, it's it is what it is. Yes, the Orlando was up uh, 21 before, but Brooklyn have done a nice job not letting down and coming to play on a nightly basis, Mark. 
That's a good point because, you know, Orlando sort of had their surge, if you will. You know, they caught a lot of people by surprise in the first half of the basketball season, and that's going to end up catching up with them, I think, in the second half as well. Now you've got them due to come back down. You've got Brooklyn playing their peak, their best basketball right now, and I'm with you. I don't think the five-and-a-half is too much of an impost in this game at all. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Oh, we got Bedlam tonight, too. I see Oklahoma. Bedlam, yeah. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Bedlam, Bedlam. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma Sooners um, laying a couple of points. Any thoughts on that game, uh, Mark? Well, you've got Oklahoma State in a rivalry. I know they, they had a big, you know, some player suspensions and some people out for Oklahoma State. They're not quite the basketball team they wanted to be this year, but still, they've got 10-point same-season loss revenge. They're up a 13-point beat, and this is their rival in Oklahoma. I can only look at the Cowboys plus the points in the game. And uh, music is playing, which means we're on the way out here. But, Mark, you got a nice angle uh, in the database, don't you, with the Hawaii uh, Warriors tonight? Yeah, but- yeah, there's a nice spot on Hawaii. Check it out in the uh, coffee club. In fact, we called it out in the coffee club tonight. League Tournament Knockout Revenge, where Hawaii is at their absolute best. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Morenci. Thanks to Mark Lawrence uh, for joining us uh, on the show. Uh, you know, we can never keep uh, Mark uh, long enough. Uh, you know, just a uh, wealth of information. But on the way out, um, you know one thing I like about Mark, too? He's a, he's a good pro where, you know, the music was playing. I asked him about the Hawaii game. Yeah. And he Quite frankly, out. a lot of our guests would have just rambled right through it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Excellent point, Gabe. <laughs> he just basically stated, yeah, there's a good angle on Hawaii in a coffee club. Yeah. Go look Boom. Just, just smashed it. <laughs> exactly. In other words, go buy a coffee club. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's a great read. For, for a few bucks, think about it, right? You can give to, what, foster parents plan or, you know, for the cost of a cup, a cup of coffee a day or to, to Sarah McLaughlin, the animals. But uh, Mark's Coffee well, Club, that's what it great is. value. Great value. It's basically, if you're if you get the playbook, you get the coffee club, and if you don't get the playbook, you can still get the coffee club if you want for like a a dollar a day. It's a great deal. So yeah, basically, yeah, it's like a morning morning briefing. You know what I mean? Yep. It's a morning cheat sheet for the day, uh, for 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 the uh, the upcoming games, and uh, you know some some good information. But Mark Dalton Lawrence's uh, Super Bowl newsletter is out right now, and uh, some great stuff in there. Uh, the uh, the database is second to none. It is, and not not everybody is a uh, not everybody's a trend better. But it's not just trends in Mark Lawrence's uh, playbook. But there's great information, statistical information, and uh, and history. A lot, a lot of good history and uh, and stuff to help uh, help you make uh, make you a better handicapper. Yeah, no, not just that too, Gabe. The thing about it is too. 
you talk about it, it's fun, entertaining reading too. Like the little puns and the little jokes too. Like if you got some time to kill, you know, you're sitting there having a cup of coffee in the morning or, you know, you got kids, you're talking to your wife, getting the grocery list. Like it's just nice breakaway time. Like when you go to the can and you want a good read, some people read the paper, you should read the coffee club and the playbook. It's, it's entertaining as hell. Mark, like it's funny the, the way it's written. It's really cool. And you get great tips. No, I love it, man. I, I, I tried to get, I'm trying to get back on the, the mailing list to get the whole encyclopedia product. Yeah, and I'm trying to buy some time right now and try to find today's uh, daily newsletter. <laughs> I just had it. I freaking just had it. I just had it open. And I don't know what the hell is going on here. Um, yeah, I just had it open, and I'm like, I'm getting like last Wednesdays, and I'm about to snap. Yeah. It's one of those deals. You know, you know, it's like too, too many pages open. <laughs> too, too many pages I'm, open. I'm with the same thing. Now that I got this computer, I used to have the other. Right, the uh, coffee uh, club likes Hawaii back. tonight, though, all right? Yeah, there that's, it what, is. Yeah, that's what Mark said at the end. Remember, you 10 seconds. He goes, I like Hawaii, but get more in the coffee club. Yeah, that was his line. He likes Hawaii. So uh, tonight, um, not only 6.30, and we have Big East ball tonight at 6.30 again. We got 5 o'clock Eastern basketball. Oh, yeah, the real degenerate stuff. Yeah, I did that one. American the University update, yeah. versus Boston <laughs> University. <laughs> Who do you like there? BU or American? Boston. B yeah. BU. B BU. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Not enough to bet it. <laughs> Providence yeah, no. at Xavier. Yep, that's a 6:30 start. You got it, buddy. That's a good uh, Who do you like there? Providence? Well, I was on the Friars last week in this spot when uh, it was a similar situation. Remember Seton Hall? They beat Seton Hall. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, they beat Seton Hall. But since then, they went to Marquette and they lost. Um, they lost 79-68. Xavier were in a freaking free fall. They're a streaky team, Xavier. They were in a free fall. They stopped the bleeding with a couple of wins. Then they lost a couple of games. But look, you look at Xavier... And normally, Cam, I mean, they, they lose eight games in a year. They're already at eight losses right now. Yeah, it's great. 11 and 8. This isn't a great Xavier team. They lost a lot of players. They lost their coach. But they are still 9 and 2 at home. And, you know, they've been struggling. You look at the 11 and 8, they lost a bunch of games um, earlier in the year. I'm looking at their recent form here. And basically, it's, it's when they go on the road. When they're at home, they're okay. You know, but, uh, you know, like you look you look here at that Xavier. They hosted Georgetown. They won 81-75. They hosted Butler. They beat him 70-69. They went to Villanova. They lost by 10, 85-75. The game, you know, their last road game before that, they lost at Marquette. But so they, they generally win at home. I mean, they're 9-2 and they lose on the road. It's a short number tonight against Providence. And, Listen, you know this, Cam. Home court's pretty big in college basketball as a whole. It's huge. It seems like in the, in the Big East, it, road teams don't win that much in the Big East, it seems. No, it's monstrous, and, and that's what I was talking to Mark about. And I see it a lot, Gabe, and I'm just going to be looking for these home dogs, especially in good spots where other teams, especially if they're on a little bit of a roll, like they come in and they sleepwalk versus teams like Rutgers. And you were on it last night. You talked about South Carolina being a dangerous dog, and we see it a lot in college sports, and it's something i got to be very, very, you know, get the, get, get the antenna up and see because it happens a lot of the time. And not just uh, cover numbers, winning outright. And that's the thing. And these money lines on uh, teams that are eight-plus point dogs, Dogs, Gabe, they get astronomical, right? Like, 
uh, I think we should be on that stuff a little bit more. I'll tell you, in tennis, man, we really left some underdogs uh, on the floor last night. It was a huge, huge night for uh, upsets. Unfortunately, I bet the favorite because he's a Canadian. He's a Canadian turkey. I should have known uh, never to take roundage. I took the spread, too. <laughs> At least I did that and didn't lay the minus, uh, what is it, 480 or 580 in uh, parlays. Guy's unbelievable. You call it. He just gets to the, gets to, gets to the semis or quarters, and then it's over. No, you're exactly right, and sick and tired. Of I, you know, I've I've never trusted the guy. I've always thought he was overhyped. He's too nice. He's a nice kid, but there's got to be a killer instinct, and the, the killer instinct is is missing uh, with with Milo Shand. And it's funny because last week, Whale Capper, when we were talking about futures, he said, oh, keep your eye on this Canadian kid, Milos Ronick. And I don't think he realized we know all about him. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah we know. We ran out of time, though. I was going to say, hey, Whale Capper, the kid's a choker, all right? He, he's not going to win. It's the same freaking thing. Listen, Milos Ronick's a great bet up to the quarterfinals in every tournament. Like, he, it's, yes, it's almost yes, like a lock, there. dude. When he gets yeah. to the semis or the quarters, he will lose. It, it doesn't matter if he's favored. He will lose. And I, I'm tired. And listen, I don't want to pick on the guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah. And the thing is, for years, Cam, now, all right, there's always been, well, you know, he's young and he played pizza. You know, he had to play Nadal. Right? Oh, he, he gave Joker all he could handle. Oh, you know, he battled with Federer, but he's only still 24. Like, he's getting older. Like, you, there's, the window isn't open forever in this tennis stuff. Like, at some point, like, you know, get to a final win, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not calling. He's not a loser. He's a hell of a player. He's one of the top probably For seven sure. players in the world right now. All right? He is. But you got to win one major, dude. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's sort of like golf tennis, dude. you got to win one grand slam. You got to know who's like that? Event. Know, who's, know who's like that? Andy Murray. Remember Andy Murray? Oh, can't get it. Yep, and then he yep. went on a streak yes. where he got it done. He became that guy. He started to win. And now, unfortunately, he's retiring because he's an older dude now. And it's a young man's game. But you're right. That big booming serve, man. You got to get it. The thing about his game is I want to cheer for him too, Gabe. You're absolutely correct. We're not going to pick on him. Look at the money he's made. He's a, one of the best players in the world. But you know, he, he is can't get over the, the hump. He can't get over the hump. You know what it is, though? It shows. It also shows, though, the level, the level of those three dudes at the top cap. Yeah, I mean, great point. Of uh, uh, Federer, Nadal, Nadal, and Joker, Djokovic. I I heard John McEnroe say, and so John McEnroe, old school, brash. Yeah, I mean, calls it like it is, right? So he would, if he thought he could beat these guys, or he thought that his guys were better in the era, whatever. John McEnroe, I heard him say, he said, any one of these three guys would be known as the greatest tennis player of all time, if not for the other two playing in their era. Like they're, so basically he's saying that those three guys are better than anybody else was ever before, yet they're, they're, they're in the same era. And it's crazy that they've all managed to win a lot, too, having to play with this level of competition. You know, it's, they're just, man, Nadal is awesome. If Roger Federer, listen, I'm not a tennis. I'm not a tennis expert, but I did watch a lot of tennis, like as a kid growing up. Like uh, I even I even played and stuff, and like I used to like be into it, the U.S. Open and Wimbledon and all. So I watched Ivan Lendl, I watched Bjorn Borg, I watched the McEnroe, Chrissy too. Everett, and Martina Navratilova, and like the golden era of tennis. And it's true, man. Like these guys would smash those guys. 
And those guys were good. But it's just next-level stuff now, Cam. And Milos is great, 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 great freaking player, man. But just doesn't have the same mental killer instinct and toughness as those guys do. That's, that's the thing. That's what, that's what separates sports, Gabe, and we have to look at it this way. Sports are different to many different people, kind of like in life. Some guys, you're great at what you do, and you'll have an amazing living. Milos could be on yachts, you know, eating at five-star restaurants. He's never going to have to want you know who he is? money He's or Ricky anything Fowler. else. Let's compare yeah, him he, to a golfer. Because he makes Ricky, money. It's the same type the of thing. You make money, you're on tour. I'm going to say Ricky Fowler. I put him ahead of him because yeah, he has been agree. closer. But I'm saying they are in the same ballpark. Nah, but there is comparison. Very, it's, it's very similar. similar. It's very similar, yeah. The good, Ricky's, the good never won, Ricky's never won a major. He's top five in every major, and the golf field is bigger than tennis. And Milos hasn't gone yeah, into the final. No, no, He's more of a fields quarter semi guy. I know they are. Yeah. I'm just saying it's it's a close argument, but I, I, I lean Ricky. But I see exactly so who else. I'm, I'm saying Ricky. You're a golf guy. Give me a golfer then. <laughs> Who's similar to Milos Raonic? Matt Kuchar. He's not fee now. Matt Kuchar. Uh, he makes That's money. Good, yeah. He makes money throughout his whole career, but yeah, he Kuchar won't win never wins, right? Kuchar, no, he won't. Second, yeah, no, he'll win. Yeah, he'll win a tournament in Hawaii, win a million bucks. Hey, kids, want to come on my yacht? And he'll stare you down with that smile in his face, and like, I'll beat you in ping pong. Like they call him the smiling assassin. Kuchar wants it bad. He kind of looks at that face, but I still don't think he has. The killer instinct, like they say, he does though. Like guys on tour, like Matt Kuchar will be the first guy to like rob you. Don't trust that fake smile and stuff like that. He'll gouge your eyes out. But I just don't see. I see him as a guy with results very similar to Raonic, top five, top ten, but can't get over the cusp. And he had his opportunity to beat Jordan Spieth and the umpires. Remember at the British Open, Jordan Spieth was looking for his ball for what thirty minutes instead of five, and like things worked against Cooch. Then that would have been nice for his legacy to get that win. He grinded, but he came second. But I see exactly where you're coming from with with uh, Raonic. He's just one of those guys. He's got to get it to the next level, but he'll have a very comfortable life. Gabe, some guys make a lot of money in their sport. Other guys just, you know, it's about not just the mind made domination, domination, domination. He's got a couple of years beating left. you. He sure does. How he old does. is he? For, for someone tuning in, maybe you guys can let us know. I'll look if not. Yeah. Uh, what do you think he is? Off the top of my head, what do you think he is? What's Raonic on top of my head? I'm going to say 26. I'm going to say 25. Yeah, twenty. I was going to say 24, 25. So, yeah, it's not like we, we, we're not, I'm not burying the guy. He's not, no, 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 no. But the difference is, look at Federer still at his age. Look at Nadal after the injury at his age. Those uh, guys are going to be gone for a while. What is uh, he, 27? 28. 28. 28. Yeah, he's a little bit, ooh, getting up there, 30. Hey, get, hey buddy, you're going to start like me and Gabe. Ooh, the, the pain, what's in my stomach? Oh, the knee. Yeah. yeah it starts to hurt, buddy. Uh, Preparation listen, nature. Creeps. I hate to say it, but. I don't think he ever wins a Grand Slam event. I, I'm going to make that bet, too. If you gave me a book and say, will he win a Grand Slam, I'm going to say no. I Now, if we were Tim and Sid guy. and we were on Sportsnet, we'd be talking about, oh, he's going to be back. He's going to win the next two no, Grand Slams this summer, guys. But, but he's not. Hi, I'm Michael Grange. <laughs> Milos Ronic is the future of tennis. Right? Like... <laughs> Yeah, he's no, good. Yeah, he's really like, good. He's world class, but we tell it like it is. I don't think so. Like you know what he needs? It's so like golf again. Like he needs Milos Ronics needs to go into one of these major events, Grand Slam events, and two of the other dudes get hurt. The doll's yeah. got a bad back. It didn't show up. Federer gets bounced early. It needs to be like some sort of the tennis gods need to shine on him and give him a path there. You know what I mean? For sure. But even then, he'll lose to a no-name guy like he did last night. Yes.
you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions, Red Eaton Rage Radio. I started a mini firestorm uh, this morning on the morning after because I had the audacity not to just kiss Marion Rivera uh, as every body part. And I stated, like I, I said, Marion Rivera is the best of all time. Like I didn't, there was no, I didn't say one negative thing about Mariana Rivera, but Corey had a freaking heart attack, all right, when I brought it up. And all I said is, I said, imagine, I said, I wonder what Dennis Eckersley's stats would have been or Lee Smith would have been if they pitched in an era today where they don't have to pitch one inning. So I just brought it up. I said, yeah, the guy's the best ever. And I said, but it'd be curious to see Mariano Rivera in the old days having to pitch three innings to get a save. Those guys didn't, they changed the rules. They didn't get a save for one inning before. (laughs) the old dudes pitched the seventh, eighth, ninth innings. Yeah. Well, would come in in the sixth. Yeah, special. It's a different era. They did. The, and I'm not taking anything changed. away from Rivera, oh. but it's just it's a different. Like if Lee Smith knew, hell, I only got to throw one inning, he would be throwing it even harder than he was, yeah. right? Because he was like, "Well, I got to pace myself. I got to pitch for two, three innings here." It's just I got to be honest. It's it is a different eras, and I think there's positive and negatives to them both. The problem is numbers are great. Like we we look at it with the computer, and when we do the optimizer, that stuff's fantastic, and it helps you. But also, though, sometimes it takes the human element out of it too. Sometimes you have to look at a closer and go, you know what? He can get another batter. It's fine. He's rolling. How many times do we watch managers <clears throat> overthinking the playoffs, talking about uh, you know the brew crew there, throwing out all sorts of guys just because the computer program tells you to do it when you're you're getting rocked? Like sometimes, Gabe, you got to go with the old old instinct. Believe in yourself, believe in your arm and your teammates instead of just heavily relying. I think it's got to be a combination of both, the, the numbers and feel. The problem is it's all, it's all scripted now. Rivera is the best closer that I've seen. Yes, yes. Lights. You know, he has been the most dominant, right? Lee Smith was really good. You know, Bruce Souter was really good. But, you know, Mar- Mariana Rivera was next level, like over-the-top good. But I was just straight, you know, because I said, you know, Dennis Eckersley to me is right there. As, you know, Eckersley's one of the best pitchers of all time. People just don't give him the credit for it. They don't realize, like, what he accomplished. People didn't like him. Popularity contest. They did not. Yeah, they just think of the home run against Kurt Gibson. But there's a hell of a lot more to that. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Rage after the update. Gamblu, our friend and colleague, coming up next. I'm Cam Stewart. Here's what's going on right now. We're over a week away from the Super Bowl, but still, Bill Belichick, he knows what to do. He likes to butter up the team, calling defensive tackle Aaron Donald of the Rams. This guy says he's unblockable. Donald expected to win that second consecutive Defensive Player of the Year award after an NFL best 20.5 sacks in the regular season. The guy's an absolute beast and playing great alongside Sue as well. He might be an interesting MVP choice at 25 to 1. As we mentioned, the MVP odds already out. Tom Brady, of course, the heavy favorite in this one at even odds. And Rams quarterback Jared Goff, the second favorite on the tote board. He's listed at 2-1. to one. The books still have New England as a 2.5-point favorite over the NFC champion Rams. This one total currently sits at uh, 57.5 and, and even 57 in some spa- spaces. So this one went down from 58.5 and, and 59 down to 57 with some people taking the under. We talked to Mark Lawrence on the show and he expects that number to go back up to 59. Hey, the, we hope that line gets to three, but we're not sure if that's going to happen. But we have more NFL news and good news. We love Larry Fitzgerald, one of the best wide receivers in the business, and the 35-year-old is not done yet. Larry's coming back for another season with the Arizona Cardinals. Unbelievable stuff at the age of 35. Hey, four-star recruit Deion Sanders' kid is committed to the South Carolina Gamecocks in the NCAA. We talked about followed from the AFC Championship game with Kansas City firing defensive coordinator Bob Sutton after six years with the team, and there's some reports that former New York Giants coach Steve Spagnuolo is now a favorite to land the Kansas City defensive coordinator job. We also talked about Rex Ryan being mentioned in some reports as a candidate for the gig. In the NCAA tonight, the Tennessee Volunteers hit the hardwood for the first time since being ranked number one in the AP poll. The Vols take their show on the road as a battle state rival in Tennessee. Vanderbilt, if the game is in Vanderbilt, Tennessee a minus 10.5 point favorite, total 149. Other action tonight from listed top 25 teams. 25th seed LSU hosting Georgia. Georgia laying 11 total in that game 151. Mark Lawrence talked about this one. Maybe a trap game. Houston minus 19 against Yar. These Carolina Pirates. That's a lot of points getting 19 in this game but Houston is at home. Total 136.5. Marquette a 9.5 home favorite to DePaul. Total in that game 151. Late action tonight. Number 7 Nevada hosting Colorado State. Another monster spread here. The Wolfpack. Oh! Minus 19.5. Total 149. As we mentioned guys the 6.30 update always will get you Providence and Xavier. This is the 6.30 start. Musketeers 3, total 141. NBA News reports indicate that the Dallas Mavericks are among several teams interested in the services of Kemba Walker. Well, why wouldn't you be interested in the services of Kemba Walker? The Washington Wizards say they are not going to trade Bradley Beal this season, but they do say, hey, they are open to some suggestions, including Otto Porter Jr. He might be on the trade block. Reports indicate the Grizz are going to be entertaining offers for both Mark Gasol and Mike Conley, according to ESPN. After that amazing start by the Grizzlies, they have just seven wins in their past 30 games. As mentioned, Anthony Davis getting a second opinion on that finger. The brow could be out four weeks if bad news. Initially, he was only going to be gone one to two weeks. And a very busy night in the association. Here's the board tonight. The Pacers laying six versus the Raptors. Total 17 and a half. Boston, 15-point home phase versus Cleveland. Total 
215. Gabe's Red Hot Book Brooklyn Nets, minus 5.5 versus the Orlando Magic, total 218.5. Houston, minus 7, taking on the Knicks, total 225.5. Miami, minus 5, hosting the clip joint, total 216.5. Philly laying 3 against San Antonio, the total in that one, 225. New Orleans, minus 4 against Detroit, over under 22, 222. Chicago, off that, uh, finally getting a win after losing streaks there. Two-point favorites against Atlanta. That's a dog's breakfast, that game, but we'll bet it. 223 and a half. The Grizzlies opened up as one and a half point favorites, but now the Hornets, three point line movement in that game. They're laying one and a half on the road. Very low total, 209. And the last game of the night, Jazz and Nuggets wrap up the evening. Utah, minus three and a half, over under 216. In golf, all eyes going to be set on Tiger Woods. He begins the new year at the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. Jason Day is the defending champion at the event. He's listed at 16 to 1 to win. Right now, John Rahm is the tournament favorite at 10 to 1. Tiger listed at 14 to 1. He is tied for the second pick on the betting board, along with Justin Rose and Rory McElroy, all 14 to 1. Tiger, he tees it up, guys, tomorrow with Tony Finau and Xander Shifley. That one goes at 140. And the European Tour is back at it as well. Action gets going at 11 o'clock tonight. I'll have a DFS lineup for you tonight in Abu Dhabi. Bryson DeChambeau, the betting favorite right now at 10 to 1. Tommy Fleetwood, Sergio Garcia, and Louis Oosthuizen are next in line at 15 to 1. Hoatong Lee is the defending champ. In baseball, apparently the San Diego Padres, too, have checked in for the Harper and Machado sweepstakes, but it looks like the target date's 2020. According to John Heyman of FanCred Sports, the Padres also want to get Mike Moustakas, Marwin Gonzalez, but hey, that's going to cost some money. And the San Francisco Giants, they have signed lefty pitcher Drew Pomeranz, formerly of the Red Sox to a one-year deal. I'm Cam Stewart. Keep it tuned to Red Heat and Rage. We're going to have our buddy Gamblu on. We'll talk a little football, some MMA, whatever Lou wants to talk about on the show. Hockey tonight, too. I'm going to the game. Leafs, one of five games in action tonight. This is the last game for the NHL guys because the All-Star break is coming. I'm Cam Stewart. Back to Gabe Morenci and Yang on Red Heat and Rage. Game Time Decisions. Welcome back to the show. I'm Cam Stewart. Alongside Gabe Morenci, this is Red Heat and Rage Radio. We got Gamblu coming up on the show, too. As I mentioned, man, busy night in the NBA tonight. We got lots of games. Gabe's Brooklyn Nets in action tonight. We're going to have... some betting picks on the DFS hour at 6 o'clock, too. I got some golf lineups, some hockey lineups, and a whole lot more. We're going to have a great show tonight, and uh, going to the hockey game tonight should be fun to see Alex Ovechkin live. We'll see what happens before the All-Star break. Maybe we'll get some fisticuffs. Screw the Capitals for what they did last night, too. Bunch of dogs. <laughs> they were absolutely brutal. Unbelievable. Giving up a goal. One second left in the game. One second, then they give up a goal in overtime, too. So that was that was absolutely brutal. I don't know what the hell's going on with this team right now, but they got serious, serious problems in net. Phoenix Copley, I think, is going to get the start tonight against the Leafs. So we'll see what happens. And the college board, it's going to be interesting to see what Tennessee does. Uh, as the one, number one team, a lot of the time bad things happen. After you're ranked number one, you know, you start to go to your head, and it's usually a fade when that team does go number one. You don't want to have them around, but they're playing Vanderbilt, 
in-state rivalry game, 10 and a half points. It's a lot of points, but uh, I'll tell you, the Tennessee Volunteers have looked fantastic tonight, this year in the SEC. A very, very solid team. I'm not sure if they're the best team in college basketball, though. They might be ranked number one, but I'm not sure if they're the best team in college basketball, that's for sure. But uh, eh, 10 and a half versus Tennessee tonight, that should be an interesting game. Not sure about what we're going to do with the 6.30 start with uh, Xavier and Providence. That one gets going a little bit early total in that game, 141. But uh, yeah, we're going to have some more betting picks a little bit later on in the show and hopefully they go better than the hockey board went last night because man that was very 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 tough those games losing in a shootout losing in uh, overtime brutal absolutely brutal i'm still feeling it so and my account's need, feeling it you're gonna need to check out uh, early uh, so you can get to the arena on time to get 735 yeah 735 start gabe i'm right well, down it's not the street really 735 yeah, I'm at Lisa's place today too. I'm actually really happy oh. that because there's uh, there's so demolition you don't, you don't going need on. Time. No, I don't need time. That's why I came <laughs> here, buddy. I don't leave. I don't want to leave you the show until seven thirty. Yeah. I could, I could, and get there for punt drop. It's right down the street, buddy. <laughs> but it's crazy. Her whole neighborhood's under uh, wrecking ball right now. I'm glad they haven't heard anything today. It's been nuts. All right, so Lou will blowing it up next. Lou. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Gamblu, gamblu.com, next. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Right, Stooch says uh, Milos has improved his game, but once you get to this part of the tournament, you got guys that can return his serve. It's a good, good point. point. He's a better version of Stooch. John Isner, and that's why I say whenever John Isner plays, just take the oh. over. Hey, we hit that last night. I actually hit it in a couple of books. The only thing is, I'm an idiot, and I put Milos Ronick. I was a parlay playing puke, yeah. and he lost. But I saved myself by being stupid, and I didn't realize I played a round robin. <laughs> so, and. Uh, and uh, Joker. So now I just need Nadal. At least I'll get my stake back. And uh, we'll move on. Last night wasn't pretty, man. That's what you get, people. I always warn Julio, don't play every game and stuff. And what do I do last night? I've been on a roll recently. I'm like, Johnny, hey, let's play every hockey game. Like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> I Me too. I, I liked every game, though, before the game. I was like, I like that game. I like this game. But the thing is, as soon as the bets were made, I was like, oh, God, I, I don't know about the U.S. Senators. Let's bring Lou in right now, who's smart enough to wait for the playoffs. <laughs> yes, he is. What's he up, is. Gamblue.com. What's up, Lou? Not too much, gentlemen. Uh, great talking to you. This is a, you know, this is kind of a, uh, a last hurrah. The good news is we have a fight card next weekend. And as far as NFL and Super Bowl is concerned, if you haven't made your money now, uh, don't try and do it for the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl, New Year's Eve, and St. Patrick's Day. So enjoy yourself. And Halloween. Have a little fun, but don't <laughs> take it too serious. It's amateur night. That's what you're saying. It's like yes, New Year's sir. Eve, Halloween, St. Patrick's Day rolled into one. But, uh, 
No, I think the smart thing to do as a gambler, actually, is uh, if you lost whatever you lost this year in the NFL, double that up and put it all on one game in the Super Bowl. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And you that, want, that's yeah. what a lot of people are going to do, too. They're going to be like, screw this. I'm not... uh, it, being serious, I would tell you, no. No, no I know. First I of know, all, know. If, if, if your unit measure is X, I, I wouldn't even bet X on Super Bowl. However, I'll bet a total of X on, like, five different props. No more yes, than that. Yes. And, and, yeah. and I play square props. I For 40 years, I've taken tails. 40 freaking years doesn't matter it just tails every single year and as i think probably for the first nine i couldn't hit one and i was gonna go off but i, I it, it's a it's a fun day you play a few props you have a couple dr- drinks and some chicken wings and you say goodbye to it and for me i really love the super bowl because it really uh, signifies a time where i only have to handicap UFC until hockey playoffs, and so it's a great time to rest my mind of point spreads. It's a good way. Uh, yeah, wow. Well, Lou, let's see, see what Lou does. He does. It's kind of like I'm listening to Lou. I go, wow, that sounds really smart. And yeah, yeah, but also like the opposite. <laughs> Lou's not hosting a show. Though. With people game. calling in from across North America saying, What do you well, think of the Providence game? What are you think of a seat hall game? Excellent points. Excellent. It is, hard. That is an excellent point. And it's hard to take. Yeah, it's hard to take calls every day on these things, and it's hard to break down an NBA games uh, in the morning and not bet them later in the day. That's correct. If you're in the Northeast and you're doing any kind of sports radio, let alone sports gaming radio, if you're not plugged in to, to the uh, basketball, NBA, and NCAA, you, no one will listen to you. I, I totally respect You raised a good point, though, Lou. You've got to talk about all those sorts. I'm totally impressed by it. You raised a good point before, though, Lou, about the East Coast. And as you yeah. stated about East Coast cappers and basketball, a multi-sport, and... Me and Lou were talking about this over drinks the other night, uh, Cam, and Lou brought up the East Coast, and he said, you notice a lot of good cappers are on the East Coast, and the weather, Cam, you, you, what are you going to go outside for? You know, guys like Pizzola and stuff, they're just sitting there all day in front of the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All crunching numbers, crunching he's out, numbers. He's all pale, he ain't going out. Yeah. No, Lou's in Arizona, you go play golf, you know what I mean? You're yes. in L.A., it's like going to the beach. You know, even in Vegas, you're out and about. Like, even Vegas, I would bet and then sort of get out. But it is it is true, the hours that uh, that need to be put into this. All right, so you mentioned, Lou, uh, UFC's off uh, for uh, until next uh, weekend. I brought this earlier. Now, I'm not talking about it fully only because it'd be irresponsible. All right? It would be irresponsible, and quite frankly, I don't want to get sued. So... Not that we would, but at the same point in time. But at the same point in time, you guys tune into the, my shows to stay on top of what's going on for real. Not just like ESPN stuff, but for what's going on on the street, what are people saying. And there's a report in the Irish Mirror. So it's, it's a newspaper in Ireland. It's not a full-out tabloid. So this isn't like, you know woman has baby with alien type thing. It's a real <laughs> newspaper. And they, they're backing it up. Like, there's story after story after story about this over the last couple of days. In which an unnamed Irish sports superstar 
was detained and questioned by police pertaining to a, an alleged sexual assault that took place. Now, as I stated, I'm not accusing anybody of anything. I'm just telling you what they're saying in Ireland right now. The accusation, or the innuendo at least, is that it's Conor McGregor. And basically, Conor McGregor was in the same town that day, blah, blah, blah. So all the sort of, everything sort of matches up. And it's actually, I believe, the same day that he just had a kid again. He had a second kid with the chick. I think he's got more, but anyways, like he's with this girl, his girlfriend. There were reports that day. The internet blew up, basically, with like nurses. I don't know what he did, but he got like kicked out of the hospital, essentially. And I don't know, there was, he was like half naked or something, like over the top type stuff. And now this, and now there's a video of him leaving an alleged crack house. Uh, in Ireland, but he's got a hood on, so so everything's a mystery. Well, it could might not be him, but it's him. Long story short, it seems like Connor is in the middle of a shitstorm right now, guys. And Lou, you always talk about it with money and and these fighters, man. They're they're the worst own freaking enemy. Connor McGregor has the world I, just because I bitch about him. The guy's holding the world in his in his hand, man. Like. I don't know, he seems to be pretty self-destructive. I'm not accusing anything, but I just want to throw it out there that eventually this is going to hit one way or the other, right? So It's a, it's a, tra- it's a tragic reoccurrence of the exact same story uh, that you just track, and it happens worse in the fight game, originally boxing, now we're seeing it here, but... And we have talked about it, uh, Gabriel. When someone that comes from a background where they have to fight to, to make their way out, when that superstar young talent realizes meteoric fame, money, not wealth, but money, fame, and notoriety, things change, and they change uh, drastically in the 60s and 70s. But now you take it to 2018 and add the kind of money and Learjet and you have enough money to, to go have a handmade suit that says F.U. in pinstripes on the sleeves. That is example A of uh, the destruction of the fame and, and what it can do to a fighter. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope this story is wrong. I hope. I hope it's wrong too. And I said that yeah, I don't want to see him go down like this. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to hear it was a victim either. And, right? you, like, and you guys, and you guys know too. Think about this in boxing too. A similar character to, to Conor McGregor, Tyson Fury, Gabe. Uh, the things he went through. You know what yeah, I mean? But Fame. Tyson's Tyson's not. He's the opposite. You're right. Tyson Fury is an alcoholic cokehead who admits yep. it. Guy was living in his car. Has become a world champion and is yes. still sort of the same guy. He's still humble and he's still. Yeah. I'm just saying he battled be- addiction and stuff like that. That's the point I was using. Not even the, now, not the exactly. Even now, he talks about how he still gets depressed and you know yeah. he's got problems. I like, and, I like that guy. Yeah, he's not like this, you know, fake sort of thing. Now I just want to state too, we don't know, but it's not like a tabloid. And uh, right, we're going to a break, so we'll keep Lou here. We quick break here, and I just want to say though. It's not just like an accusation type thing. Like there's actually like police were called. They took DNA. Like the girl kept the clothes. There's blood on the scene. Like so, it seems pretty serious. You know, for the record, no one's picked it up yet because they didn't break it. This is an Ireland here, but 
We don't know. Could be an Irish soccer star for all we know, right? Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Red Heat Rage. I'm the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. My boy Morency taking care of some business. He'll be back in a sec. Gamblu joining us right now. Hey, Glue, you still there, friendo? You betcha I'm here, Cam. And you know what? I just posted a link on Twitter to the article Gabriel was referring to. And uh, it's a, uh, this is, rawentertainment.org is the resource and I'm, I just sent it out in Twitter to listeners who are interested in accessing kind of what looks, it sounds to me like you and Gabe have already re- uh, read but uh, I, I wanted to catch up so I could talk knowledgeably on it. Let's first say uh, that, it, that if, this, if this happened, uh, obviously the victim here is the is a first and main concern. Hopefully, it didn't happen. You know, a, a lot of times these stories after time can change. But if it's real, let's wish the victim well first of all, and then second of all, the facts will eventually come out. Let's hope it's not him. Let's hope it just didn't happen. But it it looks like something happened, and this story does say that he went down and turned in DNA. So. Uh, you know, at, at least there is documentation there to what we've been speaking about. Yeah, and I'm just reading it for the first time too, Lou. Gabe, Gabe brought it to my attention because we do we're doing updates now, and I'm writing the updates. And uh, yeah, I was just basically putting the lines together for the games, and I, I'm just seeing the story right now. And it's a great point that you bring up. It's just what story? We're, we're, uh, the Conor McGregor story, Gabe. We're still talking okay, about uh, okay. Lou, Lou, yeah, Lou, Lou, sorry, Lou's, guys. Yeah, Lou's I just got out the phone um, with uh, the article. With, I just uh, you were talking about with, with the legal team. <laughs> I like how oh, we're okay. talking about this. Oh, I, I get see. a call. I get a call. It's like yeah, you need to call. Uh, you need to call the boss immediately. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, okay. Thinking, well, this is. Uh, I was thinking, well, it's the end of this. And, uh, no, it's it's all good. Just a lot of big things coming up here uh, at the network. Uh, so, um, right. Just, well, just I a quick, take the quick, quick conference call. Quick call. No, no, it's all good, Lou. So yeah. So what are you guys saying about the story here? So did you? Did no, you I just got it. You the link. You got no, the link I just, from the mirror. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lou just, Lou just. Uh, yeah. You had the link, Gabe. I was just telling Lou. I'm just looking at it for the first time because I'm trying to do like with the updates and stuff like that. And thank you for giving it to me. And uh, yeah, but it doesn't say his name. 
No, it doesn't. But there's a picture. But the problem is, there's, it says breaking news, and there's a picture of him in the story. <laughs> That's kind of what we what, what, what is it well, then? You're right. It, it says in, now. Now it says Conor McGregor arrested. It says in the story. Oh, it does. And DNA. So yes. Now, now, yes. Yes. The one that Lou sent oh, me has a picture of before, him. The story. Breaking news. Correct. Okay. Correct. So it's break. Because yeah, a couple hours yes. ago it was just unnamed athlete. So they, now there's they put Conor's name. Correct. Right, huh? Correct. Yes. Exactly. Lou sent. Them, I retweeted the article too. So the, that Dan Blue just said. Here's my link to the conversation, and you see the picture. Breaking news with uh, his picture inside the story, man. So it's it's out there. So basically what we said, Gabe, was number one, any victim, our thoughts are with the victim first, of course. Yes. After that, it looks like he's substantiated. Let's hope uh, for some reason this isn't true. And, and thing, you know, sometimes these things can change after a week or two. Let's just hope it's not true. And, and uh, because if, if it is true, then obviously thoughts and prayers for the victim first. And what it does to fighting, who gives a shit? It's just another uh, another example of what the the excess power and notoriety can do to someone. Let's hope it isn't true. Yeah, no, like you said, the victim the victim comes first. It's not about that, but at the same point in time, we are a sports show, and I will state that right now, man. You imagine if you're ESPN guys. Oh, yeah, you signed the deal. Out, Great, you exactly. Shout out three hundred fifty million dollars a year. Oh, for this stuff, point. and the number Excellent. one guy in the company is like maybe gone. You, the other guy, John Jones, like what the hell? Did, you got Greg Hardy headlining events. What the well, hell did ESPN just to... buy it by? Like what did they just get? Like you know, if I'm on ESPN's Disney, I'm just thinking like I look at all sides. I'm just thinking like if I'm one of the Disney execs here, I'm thinking what the f are you guys doing there in Bristol? Like what did you what did you guys just buy? <laughs> right, like. <laughs> Yeah, I also think we have to give it some time and let us run it, let things run yes. their due course. Yes. Because um, I know one thing, in, in two weeks or three weeks, I'll know a lot more about this than I do right now. So uh, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to create a huge issue where there may not be one. But if there's a victim and it was a any kind of a sports star or any kind of a real man they should be prosecuted and 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 uh, thrown into the clink that's ridiculous you know this is a thing what's what happens and it happens with everyone in life at some point we've all been there you don't need to be a hundred millionaire to, to act like a jerk right we've all been there at some point in my life, I've been there where for me it was almost like the score years cam where I really did sort of think, wow, I never got fired before for doing, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know, they can't do that. You sort of think you're bigger than, bigger, if you ever think you're bigger than the sport, the company, you're the never, job, whatever you are, you're, you're bigger than your relationship, bigger than your spouse, you know what I mean? Then then you're not. <laughs> like, that's when, that's when you got a problem. And, you know, it's easy for me to say I'm an older guy now, right? I'm not. I'm still an idiot now, but I can't imagine having you know eighty million dollars and being twenty nine years old and being one of the better fighters in the world. You know, I you know God I knows what I, who I would be. I feel fortunate as a, I was. A, I played football from the '60s to the '90s, and I feel blessed and fortunate that for reasons. Uh, that we don't have to get into that I never made it to the big time because had I experienced that kind of potential just monetary 
short-term success. I would have blown it. I would have blown me. And I feel blessed it didn't happen to me. I just didn't have the mentality to handle it. And it's a tough, tough thing to handle when you come from that kind of background, get that kind of instant everything, and you're still in your 20s or under 30 years old. It's, it's a lot to have to handle. It sounds crazy. I'm sure there's people tuning in to an old boo-hoo. It sucks you end up being rich. It's one thing to be rich. Another thing to be famous and, and pressure and cameras in your face. And and listen, no one's forcing, no one forces anyone to do these things. But even like lottery winners, Cam, you'll see sometimes, not everybody, yes. but there'll be some lottery winners that they'll say, I wish I never won the freaking thing. I wish yeah, I never won. Families start fighting. They Great split point, up. They man. fight about this. Yeah, you know, your wife leave, whatever, man. It just turns I into knew. a freaking circus. Yeah. An old girlfriend, Gabe, I'll tell you a story. It's true. It wasn't the, the one, but they won like a secondary jackpot, one of those things. So it was like, I think at the time it was like 842000 for like Winterio <laughs> instead of the Lotto 649 or whatever. And, and it was very close to a million dollars, right? Oh, yeah, it was ridiculous. I was actually at a family function over Christmas. Yeah, there was a, I've never seen it, fighting like that. That, you know, one guy had a, a problem, you know, give me money. You're absolutely right. And, and they'd say a lot of people who were poor before they won the lottery, they piss it all away. Their life gets worse. I remember there was a story of people who won multiple lotteries, and they've given every single time they've won, they pissed the money away. There was, some dude in West Vir- there was some dude in West Virginia. He won, like, yeah. a shitload of money, and he was an idiot. Like, he never left yeah. the little town type thing. And he went to, like, the strip club and stuff. The strippers set him up. They robbed him. You know what I mean? Like, his, his life got worse. Like, he got basically robbed and carjacked. <laughs> like, like, like you said, like, it could, I could tell you a funny thing on a, on a lighter note. It's not lighter whenever, but similar situation. My boy John Lerner, who was, uh, was like, a, he's an agent, like, part colleague of mine. And uh, great guy. But he knows, I don't know if you know this guy, Lou. Do you know his name is Dink? Oh, yeah. He's a legendary gambler named Dink? Yes. Yeah, see, so you know. See, he's a Philly guy originally. One of the original guys that work um, offshore. Legendary gambler type guy. Legendary guy from Philly, gambler. Sort of like early 80s, went offshore, was sort of at the birth of these offshore places. And he's got a really interesting story, the guy. And he's a really nice guy. He's like laid back. He's sort of hippie-ish. It's weird. He's a laid back. He just he struck me at long hair. He was sort of hippieish when I met him. And I went to dinner with him in Vegas, and it was right after they the New York Times did a story on him. Okay, and so you know you're pretty cool. New York Times. This isn't you know what I mean. So like New York Times did a story on him, and the story was so interesting. The reporter that wrote the story got a book deal out of it. Now, she doesn't even need permission, right? Like, you can steal someone's life, essentially. You just change a few things. But she came to him and she said, listen, you know, they think your story is really interesting and I'm going to write a book about it. Do you want to write a book? And he thought it was cool. He got along with the reporter and he was like, yeah, all right, well, I'll write a book about the gambling industry and my life and stuff. That's popular. They want to make a movie. They make a movie... Bruce Willis plays him in the movie, okay? (laughs) That's great. He meets Bruce Willis. So I asked him, I said, so did you meet Bruce Willis? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, I hung out with Bruce Willis for three straight days. (laughs) So basically Bruce Willis came to, 
<laughs> see him. Be him. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. right. So right. Willis said, yeah, is it all right if I hang around for a couple of days with you, you know? He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. So he goes, yeah, it was kind of weird. Like, I'm going out to dinner with Bruce Willis every night and stuff. So he's hanging with Bruce Willis. And Bruce Willis, like, and he's telling me Bruce knows about betting and stuff. Yeah, Bruce Willis is a cool dude, right? So Bruce, he's like, yeah, yeah, Bruce bets off boxing. So they're talking about gambling, and he's explaining things to him about the offshore worlds and stuff. So anyways, um, a month passes or whatever. Then the lawsuits start. <laughs> One of his former partners sues him because he felt he got slandered in the book. Um, a second lawsuit came in. He didn't write the book. He didn't write the book, right? So it was a story. He didn't write it. Anyways, he ended up getting sued. He only got $10,000 for the rights to his story for the movie. It ended up costing him about $90,000 in legal fees. And his last words were, I wish I never did the effing movie. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Looks like the Doors have become part of the the Yeah, Yang's a big Doors fan. <laughs> hey, somebody thought Yang right, man. That dude, he's a he's carte blanche with me. Yeah, Yang's the man. Yeah, Yang's the man. He's been working under difficult circumstances this week. He's like uh, he's like one of the uh, the uh, flight controllers at the airport. They're not getting paid right now. Oh yeah, that's right. He's like in the, he's like in the you know he's in the tower. There's planes landing all over the place. Beep. But they uh, do, doing a great job. So uh, Lou from Gamblu uh, uh, with us. So uh, no UFC until next week. So let's take a look at the Super Bowl a little bit uh, here, Lou. And what are your thoughts from a matchup perspective uh, of this Super Bowl? Yeah, actually, I did my uh, my DVOA matchup. I use Football Outsiders' DVOA rankings. He even weighs them. He weighs the numbers to the last six, seven weeks. And really, uh, you're looking at New England with the eighth-ranked total DVOA against the Rams with the seventh. Uh, important thing, and the thing that I see here is that the Patriots offense has the ninth-ranked run. And we know from recent games, just by the eyeball test, that the Patriots roll three different backs out there, and each guy is good, and they keep them fresh. And the later it goes, the more effective they are. They're going to use that run game against the 28th-ranked rush defense of the Rams. Belichick don't miss. And that's going to be a matchup. They have been preparing since midseason to use the stable of backs and play push-around football, physical football, because they knew they'd have to to beat Kansas City in Kansas City, and they're going to have to to beat the Rams. The Rams, meanwhile, will use their number one rush attack that's now complemented a little bit uh, more uh, by Anderson than Gurley, but Gurley's going to get two weeks rest. That number one run offense is going to go up against New England's 19th-ranked rush defense. And so that's a long way of saying that as I look at this game, 
Uh, I am very, very encouraged by watching the uh, total in the game. Uh, it, it actually, when we're going about 57, 57 and a half. 57 I, I right don't now. See, I don't see how this game goes over. I, this game is going to go under, and it's because each offense is going to want to negate the other uh, by running the ball and playing ball control. You're not worried it opens up after the fact, and I do agree with a lot of your assessment yeah. there. Uh, kind of like uh, the game well, last week, Marenzi. It was it was a nut under, and then all of a sudden, bing, 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 bing. Yeah. Like there was no way that game was going over, but it found a way. <laughs> now, Todd Gurley is a big is a big topic of conversation coming into this football game um, due to the fact of of his ineffectiveness over the last month and a half or so. Now, obviously, he was injured. They sat him down for a couple of games late. But people keep talking about, oh, he's hurt. He's going to have to have surgery as soon as the year's over. And I don't know if the Rams are lying, but Sean McVay said, no, he's not. He doesn't need surgery. And they said, you know, he's not 100%, but he's better. He's just not. He's And Gurley says, no, I'm all right. I'm just not playing well. Like he, his exact words were, I'm sorry as hell. And he didn't mean, like, he wasn't apologizing. He meant he's playing sorry. You know what I mean? It was slang. So right. he said, man, because they were asked, they said, uh, you know, how come you didn't, weren't on the field more for the game? And he goes, because I was sorry. And they were like, what do you mean? You're apologizing? He's like, no, I was sorry. I, you know, and he said, you saw me dropping balls. And he said, I'm not playing well. He said, CJ's playing better than me. Like, Doug Gurley's a straight shooter, this guy. <laughs> right? Like, he's, yeah. so I, I agree, though, Lou. I think, get, the two weeks, I think the two weeks is going to do him good. It's one last game. He has another two weeks now. He just had two weeks before. He's another yep. two weeks now. I'm expecting Todd Gurley, and I heard Sean McVay say this, and I'm taking him at his word, which Sean McVay said, we expect Todd Gurley to be a big part of our, of our offense in the Super Bowl. I believe him. I believe that at the end of the season, Gurley is going to have some form of a uh, minor knee issue that's going to come out. There's no other way to put it. Gurley just didn't decide to become less a competitor. And running backs in the NFL of Gurley's ilk want to be fed. They want the gosh darn ball. Gurley wants it, and the reason he's not getting it is because he's dinged up. And there, would, would a hockey team tell you if their goalie was dinged? Come on now. No, yeah, no. Lower, they but, 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 lower body. <laughs> lower but they body wouldn't. Injury. They wouldn't have brought him back with two weeks left of the season. As well, I, I just believe we'll find. We will find. Oh, no, he's he's not a hundred percent. He's not a hundred percent. But there's something that's going to need to be done. Uh, but, but all that does... Yeah, but who is 100% now in the NFL? Man, nobody it, is. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But, but hey, listen, uh, Gurley's dinged. So whether whether we want to know how fresh he's going to be by... That's all conjecture. To I'm me, telling I you right it, now, guys. It, it's gambling. So this is where we put our money where our mouth is. I'm telling you right buddies, now, Gurley... Gurley will have the best game of the, of the playoffs that he's had. Well, that's, my, that's what I was going to say now. If you're looking at the, the MVP odds, Gabe and Lou, because of Gurley's ineffectiveness the last little while, usually get a running back at like mm, oh, 5-1 yeah. to one to 7. One. You're getting Gurley 16 should be plus to 1 on Gurley. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's 16 to 1 because of the games, because of C.J. Anderson and because of this stuff. So I know, Lou, you're a, you're a man of value. That's something, uh, a prop that you might want to sprinkle on. 16 to 1, where he should be between 4 and 6 to 1. It's a lot of, yeah, it's I, a pretty I, good take back. 
I love I love how you're reading that, and I totally agree. If, if that's how you're looking at it, but right now I'm trying to assess how the game is going to go, and we know the Rams are going to use Anderson just because they have to. And if anything, uh, the girly question uh, makes it harder for Belichick to determine who he's going to take away from the Rams. Is which wide receiver is it going to be? Is it going to be girly? What is what? what how is Belichick going to game plan? To me. The chess match that is Belichick and Brady, the best ever, against this young whiz kid, Sean McVay, and Goff, his quarterback, who in in no way, shape, or form can I put him next to Brady and think that they're an even match. So the, the chess game that's going to be... Uh, you could have said the same LA, thing last year about Nick Foles. I think L.A.'s superior talent on defense could play into this game as well. Uh, this defense has started to play decent lately, despite the fourth quarter of their last game. Uh, uh, those cornerbacks are tough, and uh, I, I think it. I, I lean to L.A., but I really like the under in the game. The, the return of Talib, the return of Talib, as we mentioned, all of us mentioned before, it's huge because that secondary before was getting pillaged without him. Like he's a stationary factor, a guy that's been there, done that with so many teams. He will know different four formations that the Patriots are trying to run because they're they're very very tricky. So you got, you got to believe. Not, I'm with you. Uh, I'm with. Let's you. not forget that Brett Brandon Cooks, who played for the Patriots last year, is now on the Rams. So he's going to be insightful into how. New England's going to prepare for L.A. Lou Gamblu.com uh, with us. I agree with a lot of what you said, Lou, uh, with the Patriots, too. You, you know, Belichick saying that Aaron Donald is, uh, is unblockable, and we saw them run the football and try to keep the Chiefs' offense off the field. I think they're going to do the same thing with the Rams. They're, you know, I think they're this, every Super Bowl is the same, man, with the Patriots. It'll start off slow, and it'll turn into a track meet. They'll run the ball early, and then they'll have to start throwing it. I think the Rams will throw the ball aggressively. I'm not concerned about Jared Goff. I think Goff really, really proved something with the, with the drives that he showed in the fourth quarter and overtime of that, of that football game against the Saints over the weekend. You, know, you could say, yeah, he doesn't match up with Tom Brady. Neither did Nick Foles. Right last year, and Nick Foles is a Super Bowl MVP when it was all said and done. Great insight with uh, with Cooks too. I think Cooks has a big game. I like his prop over seventy one and a half. What I find interesting, you mentioned it, Lou. The Rams defense early gave the Saints too much of a cushion last week, and they paid the price for it. But they were concerned about getting burnt by Michael Thomas, and. In the regular season matchup, when those two teams played, Michael Thomas scorched Marcus Peters and, like, killed him. Earlier in the game, they had Peters on him again, and he was getting manhandled. Like, Peters is not a big dude. He's a speed guy. And you mentioned it, Lou. I think that Rams secondary, they match up better with the Patriot receivers even, with the sort of the speedy Edelman, you know, the sort of the crossing routes that the Chiefs couldn't stop. I think the Rams can't. The Rams' DBs are a totally different situation than, than the Chiefs' defense and DBs are. And they're very fast. Like, they have a problem with the physicality of Michael Thomas, sort of just throwing, like, man, he was throwing those guys around. The Patriots don't have that. The Patriots are a timing, precise, sort of quick hit type thing. I think the Rams match up well with that. The style that they play, the players that they have. 
I, I think that from a football standpoint, they really match up really, really well with the Patriots. I, I really believe this. And, you know, at one point, too, I got to give credit to Brady and Belichick because the Patriots aren't that good. They really don't have. Like, they're, the Rams are a better football team. They have a better roster. Yet, the Patriots are favored in the game because of Brady and Belichick. Yeah, I think McVay could be a little bit of an equalizer here. I just think the Rams and have recency. enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think they have enough talent. They just It comes down to talent still. The Chiefs were good, but we all knew the Chiefs' defense a little soft. The Rams' defense isn't soft, right? I, I, I think that it's going to be a close football game, though. And I think it creeps over the number, Lou. I think it's close to the number, but it ends up getting there. Well, it, hey, that's why we're all going to watch and enjoy. Uh, I, I will say this. The, the, the Ram defensive backfield will not be nearly as challenged athletically with the wide receivers of New England. Yeah, they're going to have to keep on Edelman, and they're going to, and, and Gronk isn't going to separate from anybody on two weeks' notice even though he's going to catch anything in his zip code. And Hogan's not going to light him on fire. I, I, I think the matchup, and here's the prop that I'm waiting for, and I'm going to share it with everyone now. New England's going to attack the Rams because the Rams have been weak with their linebackers covering backs out of the backfield. James White's going to catch a million passes. So when those props break tomorrow, uh, the first thing I'm going to look for is how many passes receptions James White's going to have, uh, I bet he catches 10. And I bet I, I don't know what the over-under is going to be, but that's a great matchup for them. And I do like Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead to also find some success on the ground. I, five and I a half, would... Lou. We got a number oh, here. Yeah. Five and a half. James White, five and a half. And you know what? James that White cost, got 15 passes against the Chargers. I'm going to wire, you, wow. I'm gonna wire you my mortgage if you'll go <laughs> run across the river. I guarantee you a week from now that's seven and a half. You know, it'll hit six maybe at some spots. It's five and a half minus 125. Look, Lou, he caught 15 in the first playoff game. Last week, he only caught four, and I fell for the trap last week, and I had a small play on, on, on him to, get to, uh, to go over, but I should have known the Patriots were just going to run the ball more. Exactly. Now it's a different scenario again. I agree. I think he is going to be in play. You mentioned Chris Hogan, too. I took Chris Hogan over two and a half catches. Um, in the Chief game, and it's funny, he yeah. didn't have a catch until like midway through the third quarter. He ended up with like six of them or something like that. Yeah. It's two and a half again in the Super Bowl. He's going to go over. For sure. Super Bowls are all about taking away the best players, right? So, same thing on the Rams, guys. Like, Gerald Everett, or I think Josh Reynolds, props could go over. Even Hickey. the master. He's the master of that camp. So, number one, he's going to be, we're taking Brandon Cooks away. He's going to know how dangerous Cooks is. We're not getting burnt by Cooks deep. So, they're going to take that away. Um, then they're going to be worried about Woods. I think they're, you know, Gurley was the X factor, his health we talk about, but I think it opens up the door for a guy like Josh Reynolds. Lou, yeah. next week we'll do Super Bowl, MMA. Uh, we'll break it down. Big week next week. It's always a pleasure, Lou. Thanks for the time, guys, and good luck to everyone. Lou, Gamblue.com. Thanks, Lou. Check out his website. You can follow him on Twitter, at Gamblue. And if you want to buy a strip mall in Arizona, he'll come. <laughs> Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 
or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Good stuff, Yang. We've got breaking news here. Man, I've never heard of this before. The Memphis Grizzlies locker room caught fire. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the FedEx Forum had to be evacuated. <laughs> the game the game will be uh, played as scheduled this evening. Uh, players are, have been allowed in. There's pictures popping up right now. Uh, basically, yeah, they kicked everyone out of the arena. The fire department uh, took over. Uh, players uh, and FedEx Forum staff have been allowed back into the building to prep for tonight's game. Tip-off is still scheduled for 7 p.m. local time, which is 8 uh, Eastern. Uh, Grizzlies uh, PR tweets, a small electrical fire was discovered in the sauna located in the Grizzlies locker room area. Uh, FedEx Forum was evacuated. Memphis Fire was uh, contacted immediately, and the fire has been uh, subsequently extinguished. Well, I'll tell you what. It's the only damn thing that's been hot in that arena all year. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to put that come out better, yeah. but yeah. yeah, no, it's good. I like it. Yeah, it's the only like thing that's caught like fire. Like cheesy jokes. Like the only, yeah, the only the thing the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies that caught fire. The, yeah, <laughs> the Grizzlies are cold, but the arena is. There you go. <laughs> See, we think the same. Yeah, the Grizzlies might be one and eight in their last nine, but they're they're red hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So why do, you have a, why do you have a why do you have a sauna in that room anyway? Like in a building like that, you don't usually have it. Like usually you have like the cooling tubs or whatever. I'd have it kind of like in a different building. Like I don't know. That's just me, but uh, I don't know the configuration of uh, the Grizzlies locker room. I'd probably have it in a different room, but that's just me. Yeah, and I wonder what the uh, ATS trend is of uh, what's the record what? of teams fires the room catches fire before the game. <laughs> We got a full slate tonight. We'll hit some yeah. DFS. Yet uh, it's golf day today, actually. Yeah, I got a few. Uh, actually, it's right in that uh, uh, Grizzlies. Got to break the monotony. Yeah, 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 yeah. Golf, just, that's golf, why I like golf day. I, I don't mind. You know, we're gonna start. I'll start adding MMA on Fridays uh, to the rotation on um, on lineup block live as well. You know, just otherwise, it just gets monotonous of you know NHL, NBA, NBA, NHL, and you know what I mean. I like mixing it up you. a little bit. And what, once again, last week, guys, my golf lineup tripled, uh, tripled your money if you followed it. And I was somehow with, like, two of my golfers sucking. <laughs> Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, powered by Daily Roto.